0: Welcome to States with uh, Zach Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I've got a very interesting and uh, exciting guest today. We are recording on the anniversary of the worst terrorist attack perpetrated upon this country, January 6th. Uh, where, if you remember, a group of white supremacists stormed the Capitol with Kalashnikovs and nuclear warheads and then set up a makeshift Abu Ghraib and tortured AOC, which is exactly what happened. If 9
1: 11 times a thousand.
0: 9 11 times a million. Times million. a million. War, million. The Holocaust? What? None of that. January I'm 6th. Not, I'm not touching Holocaust. L- listen,
1: <laughs> not touching that one.
0: That beautiful uh, voice that you're hearing is uh, Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp, he's the host of The Sharp Way, uh, which he's just informed me can be uh, found on his... You can, you can pretty much find it anywhere uh, after the fact, but the live streams can be found on Twitter, on Facebook, on Vimeo, a, a plethora of different outlets. Um, he he was the former New York governor candidate in 20, 2018, right? 2018. And then I, I believe it's it's uh, sharpway.com and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at Larry Sharp with an E. Make sure you put an E on the end of it. Um,
1: e on stands Twitter. for entertaining.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're shadow banned, so if you have to, like, sometimes these people get shadow banned, so you have to type out each individual letter just to get them to pop up. And even then, sometimes they pop up. You have to hit search. Right. Um, but I know that his your last live stream, um, you you were basically analyzing Kathy Hochul's uh, state of the state address. Correct. Um and you know I was I wanted to talk about that but then I just sure. I uh I also was on you know I follow CNN on Twitter
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're so overwhelmingly pathetic with their coverage of this of January 6th and so what I wanted to do is I I picked 3 of the the my favorite uh articles or the that they posted on Twitter and I'm gonna read them to you because I think these are truly like if you listen to these, they're insane. They sound like a, a person with I'll ask a very important question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Why do you care? I care because I like chaos, Larry. Okay. I like to introduce things in my life that get me angry. With I the enjoy Joker. it yes, a little bit, kind of. There are people in this world, Larry, who enjoy being frustrated and stressed. Mm-hmm. There's this this is a a, a, a truth of the overwhelming majority of the human population, you're going to find in every uh, sector of the of the world uh, a pocket of people who enjoy riling themselves up. Sure. Okay? And that's how my podcast exists, just me in a constant state of frustration. Okay. Okay? So the first one... Uh, that CNN put out representative Jamie Raskin said that becoming the lead house impeachment manager in the former president Donald Trump's second impeachment trial last year served as a lifeline in the aftermath of his son's death and the January 6th insurrection at the U S Capitol. This is, so this is basically, this guy's coming out and saying, this is what I, this saved my life.
1: Yeah. Serving and, on I, this and, I, and I, and I think that's probably true. And I, and I mean, I don't this think it's a lie. I don't think it's a lie. You, I think it's crazy. Well, the the reality of it is when when someone has a loss like that, a son, right, a loss like that, it's Mm -hmm. devastating for them and they don't want to think about it. And when you can focus on the advantage of Trump and the disadvantage of Trump is that he is a big personality. So he's very easy to love and very easy to hate. Right. When you're a big personality, it's easy to focus either love or hate on that personality. So it was easy for him to basically blame sure. somebody else for his son's death. It was easy for him to, you know, make Trump this horrible figure that he could focus his anger and regret and pain and hate on. So I think while that that's I'm not saying it's healthy, I'm no. saying yeah. I think he's telling the truth. I don't think it's a lie. I think he. I don't was, think it was it's disingenuous
0: at all. I agree with yep. you. I think it's I think it's just very toxic. I think uh, I agree with that. Yep. I had Steve Poikin on. Uh, he's a host of Slow News Day. He made a very good point that. People we've, we've um, since the, the start of this country, we've become more and more secular, less and less religious. Mm-hmm. And that, that vigor, that passion, that emotion that comes behind, you know uh, uh, believing in a certain faith, it has to go somewhere. And a it's, lot of it's, people, it's, it's in believing in
1: something bigger than yourself. Right. So
0: people mm-hmm. took that. And and now that so many people are not religious, they put it in politics. And so this, you know, there's, I know a lot of people, I know uh, uh, a woman who lost uh, her daughter and she became a Jehovah's witness. Mm-hmm. Like immediately after they, cause you know, they go knocking on the door. They found somebody who was in pain. They needed, you, you know, she needed something. Yep. That was it. And so this is the same concept where this these people are looking for like something like uh bigger than themselves. Yep. And so they're taking and I feel like the less and less religious the country gets, the more and more political we're going to get because that's where most people gravitate to to look for something bigger than themselves if they're not going to But it do wasn't religion. always
1: politics. If you remember, um it's and it's not necessarily politics. It's more like hero worship. What I mean by that is prior to having a prior to having a fractured media like we have now many people were following individuals like oh my god i love michael jackson back in the day right or elvis back in the day right or whatever was the cool person who kind of crossed everything but with fractured media the only people who actually can cross over into everything are politicians right so i think politicians have become stars we also don't have a functioning democracy so the politicians don't actually do anything except give speeches and such. So they become stars in their own right. Right. So right. I think you you make that combination of fractured media and then you add on top of that, you add the star, um, the star power of people in general. And I think people start to move towards that uh, even more. I'm just, I guess I'm just I'm I'm saying yes to you. And like I'm adding right. on top of what you're saying.
0: So what's interesting was I just did my solo episode. Uh, that I put out. Actually, it's going to come out today. It came out today. Um, I was talking basically about how I don't think uh, the Biden, a lot of conservatives are very upset with the Biden presidency. He's got very low approval ratings. um, And they think that he's driving this country into the ground. And uh, you mean
1: conservative voters or conservative leadership?
0: Conservative voters.
1: Okay. Leadership's very happy with Biden.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fucking him and I mean him and McConnell have the same exact financial interests in China, so I mean they're buds. But yes. it's the the uh, conservative uh, uh, constituency mm-hmm. are very upset. And my point was, we're an empire past our peak anyway. Mm-hmm. What is he going to do to save it? Like it doesn't matter. You're really.
1: assuming that anyone even wants to save it. There are, there are two issues. To remember. Well, that's, One, that's your libertarian. Yes. <laughs> that's, no, no, that's, no, no, no. That's reality. Libertarians is the opposite. Libertarians do want to save it. Libertarians <sighs> want to save the nation because they know that the nation itself has the best chance of becoming a libertarian world, right? Mm. Has the best chance. You look at any but other not, nation. But
0: not, not the, na- not the nation, not the United States. A yes, lot of as, people. As, as nations
1: think... go, as nations go the odds of any major nation becoming anywhere close to libertarian, then that United States has the best chance, right? I mean, it may not, I'm not saying it will. I'm saying the best chance is America. If people fall back to just the basics of the bill of rights, now we got a shot. Now we're going in the right direction, right? If we can just do that. And I think most libertarians who are fighting the good fight believe that that's the best chance. If there's a chance at all, the Democrats, Republicans, in the, in the, I'll always separate between leadership and constituency. The leadership already know the empire is on fire and they're just grifting. That's why you're seeing so many of them. They have two, two things you're seeing. Number one, you see them go in, become popular, and leave. They're all quitting now because they can't do anything there anyway. The democracy doesn't function. So instead, they become popular. And then go start a TV show, go become popular, go start a nonprofit, become popular, go to the lobbying group, whatever. That, that's all they're doing now. It's, it's a rotation of people going in, grifting, and then doing going someplace else. The second thing, every single s- plan to solve anything is also the same thing, more money, because they know that the empire is burning. Let's get everything out of it before the empire crumbles. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of them actually want to fix it. That's my point. If anybody wants to fix it, it is the crazy libertarian trying to get people to believe that if we go back to freedom, we got a shot of fixing this thing. We're the crazy ones trying to actually fix it.
0: But the thing is, I I think. See, I I move in in more fringe circles in the libertarian uh-huh. community. There's a lot of talk of just a lot of people want to just fracture the United States, secession, yes. and, yep. and 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 very hyper localized governments Correct. to the point where no no federal military no yep. and, and so it's like that's not no i know the people don't, too but i don't perceive that as wanting to save the united states i i t- i want i perceive that as uh wanting to to leave
1: the united yep. states when we still can basically and what i would argue is you can't leave now mm. because empires when they're flailing become more violent right. you're right so now is the wrong time to leave. When the empire actually begins to actually physically crumble, then you leave because the empire can't do anything. Are you
0: telling the, are you telling Americans to buy the dip on the American social fabric? Is that what you're all, saying? All buy I'm saying is...
1: Don't that, sell now? Is there is going to be change in America. My hope, and I am the optimist, brother. I am. I am the optimist. A guilty as charged. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm the optimist hoping that if we can make some impact in the next four years, that we can begin to get enough Americans to go, wait a minute, you know what? If we turn this ship around, we got a shot. And if I can get enough people to believe that, I think we can turn the ship around. If we don't, and I think the window is closing, which is why so many libertarians are becoming what I'm calling collapsitarians, that's, um, yeah. they're, they're becoming clavatarians because they're believing that the window's already closed. I'm I'm not gonna
0: lie. I'm a I'm there. I think that I don't yes. think that that a lot we of people can necessarily. I think that you probably have to like the system that we have. Certainly, in my opinion, I look at this through the lens of of just finances, just economically. Mm-hmm. I don't see a way to to salvage the uh, reckless. Um, uh, complete fuck-up of the economic system that that we've created. And it's been happening gradually since- I have an answer for you. Well, what's the answer?
1: Violence. I'm not joking. This is what the government will do. The government will simply say, oh, we've destroyed the dollar. Um, Okay, the dollar is now worth this because we deem it so. Countries will go, we don't believe that. And we'll say, well, we'll invade you or bomb you or whatever until you say yes. That's the answer. Remember, empires, when they flail, always become violent. Mm-hmm. So the answer will be: we will just reboot the dollar because we say so, and if you don't do it, we will punish you. That's what we'll probably do. And the rest of the of the of the world will go: yeah, we like a rebooted dollar. Let's punish whatever the countries that we that that are already basket cases. We'll punish them, and we'll just reboot the dollar. So I think they'll do it through violence. Well, tell me something: what do you think is more likely, the
0: the uh, strategic? Uh, military play on the fact that the U S dollar is backed by the military and correct. And the violence, violence. or do you see, uh, and that rebooting the dollar and us going back to like a, like a, you know, a fifties, like Bretton woods, like going back, you know, tying ourselves to some type of gold standard again, or do you just see everybody going, you know, fuck this, this, the Bitcoin works I don't need a third party to facilitate my transactions. This is more personal. It's safer. It's a it's a a better way of of storing currency and and record keeping and all this. What do you see happening then? Do you see violence coming about and just or probably not even violence? I'll tell just you a, what just I what I see happening.
1: Okay. here's what I see happening. And and you, you know, running for governor of New York, one of my plans is to create a state currency. Probably a cryptocurrency or maybe a gold-backed currency. I'm not sure which one makes the most sense in New York State. There are horrible rules and regulations in New York that to get around to make that happen, but you can do it. We have to be able to have people, average people, be able to feel comfortable purchasing in something other than dollars. The reason why a dollar has value is because everyone believes it has value. That's the reason why it does. If people believe that something else has value, it will work. And my example is. Many people who have collectible cards or collectible comics, or back when I was a kid, Beanie Babies or whatever, people believe that these things had value, so they traded in them, right? They traded in—I'll give you my Iron Man for your Hulk or whatever, right? Or your my baseball card for your baseball card. The people all agreed it had value, therefore you traded in it. If you get people to believe that something else has value, right now Bitcoin is not tradable. It's really—I mean, it is, but it's not—it's not a currency. It's really—it's really an investment right now. We'd have to find something that would be an actual currency used by people who go back and forth. If you could buy a pizza with it, whatever the case may be, right? That's the old saying, buy a cup of coffee with it. When that begins to happen, that will work. Until that happens, remember something, even though libertarians are right, there's very few of us. The goal in my view is to make more of us because bodies matter. The difference between you know success and failure is often the number of people you can put in uniform, and that doesn't have to be military. That could just be you know MAGA hats or uh you know vagina hats. Doesn't matter. P- that's uniform. You put people in uniform, enough of them in uniform, and before you know it, you have you have some success. And how my you, worry,
0: how would you even go about that? I mean, it's it's, mm-hmm. and I I just, by I, the just way, I just told well, you if well, I create on. that, there's, then there's
1: people will start using that that currency.
0: <sighs> okay, but it's not that simple because there are, there are people up at the top that control cash flow. They can, they control Correct. currency. How yeah. are you going to implement a system that you, like you said, you have to, you're right. Bitcoin is an event. People see that as like a, almost like a stock. Correct. They don't really use it as, as a, as a currency. And I bought the dip today. It's at 42, nine Buy the dip. I also bought polka dot. I was told that, um, it's, I don't know if it's a good. Don't take my advice. Don't do anything that I ever say. um, <laughs> I'll tell you. I have a plan. I'm, I'm well, very Well, hold forward. on. Hold on. So let me ask the question. I'll, I'll answer I, your question. Okay. So you know that that the the Fed's not going to take this shit lying down. 100%. If, if America goes, you know, let's start, you know, I want to go to Wawa. Let's, I want to get a sandwich. Instead yep. of costing, you know, $6, it's whatever of a Bitcoin. Yep. yep. The, and if you, if that starts to, to, Permeate across the country. Yep. The Fed is not going to take that lying down. Correct. Uh, J. P. Morgan Chase, Merrill. Yep. Li- these people are not going to take that lying down. Yes.
1: So, so uh, you you think I don't know that? I I get it. So there so are what's, there are three what's parts the way around, to this that way around it. One of them is actually getting the left on board, and you might say getting the left on board. Yes, the far left. The f- and I mean the far left. But, but like the lib far left, le- lib left, the, right. The far left actually. Is for localism. The far left is for credit unions. The far left is for gun is gun rights. If you go far enough left, you get your guns back. You're talking about so, the anarcho-communists. I'm talking, yes, I'm talking about the people out there, the, the the actual libertarian socialists, not the ones that you might think about, but the actual right. ones, right? Those people are actually on our side. I've had side. them on. Magnus P. Yes. is one of them. They're actually on our side. Now, if you go to that, that that group, that level, you do things like you create. You, you make it easier to create credit unions at a, at a county level. County level credit unions supported by, backed by the state as if they are state banks. You give them the same rights as a state bank. No change, no laws, just treat them like state banks. You allow local people to actually go get involved. That's step one. Step two, you actually take some type of market. And my goal here in New York state is the, the education market. The education market is about 60 to $70 billion. You say New York state is only gonna pay that out. In every way shape or form with the new york state cryptocurrency known as the yorkie yes the yorkie for new york the yorkie isn't in the name of the currency the currency is paid out in that now you're gonna say well why the hell would you want to pay out in that people don't want that they don't have to take it they don't want to they can they can uh they can if they want to transfer into dollars and you allow the chases of the world to to transact it for a small transaction fee most of the big banks will be upset about this you're right and they will try to fight it but i don't care i'm the governor what i have to lose so as i begin to push this forward one or two things happens One, a couple of the banks agree because $60 billion of transaction fees is a lot of money. If they all say no, I then use local credit unions instead to now transact it and change it from Yorkies back into dollars. Now transaction fees go back and forth. Bankers see it, they want a cut of that. Some bank is gonna try to get a cut of that. They want money more than anything else. So when that begins to happen, people begin to use a Yorkie. If you wanna use a Yorkie within New York state, you can, up to you, local communities will begin to use them. That's what I want. And as that begins to happen, that, that gets better. But this is a long-term solution, obviously, over a couple of years. But let's say I'm wrong and they fight me completely and they go, this is horrible. That means they have to sue me. And they might. But now they have to sue me and and explain to everybody why New York State can't make its own currency, why New York State can't become basically the Fed. And now people have to understand how bad the Fed is, understand all the bad things that we talk about that right now the average person doesn't know. I tell this story often because it, it blows libertarians away my day job is i'm a trainer and a teacher and a coach when well not now but usually before i became deemed not essential that's what i used to do so some of my uh my clients would actually be new york city agencies i'm teaching a a group of 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 new york city agency people Uh, here's the you gotta say who was in the room about 30 people total um ages between 30 and 60 all educated all credentialed so that's who i'm talking to I never speak about politics unless they bring it up during a break. Otherwise, I just do my class and I shut my mouth because I'm getting paid to do that job. I don't preach. Well, during the break, one of the guys says out loud, man, I'm so glad we have the Fed. They saved us during the crash. And I heard that. And they and they looked at me like, right, Larry, like, you're a political guy. You agree. And all I said was, do you guys know? He's referring Fed,
0: to, to like TARP, right? Like the Trouble Assets Recovery. Uh,
1: they uh, don't know. They oh, just okay. think the Fed saves us. Gotcha. They have no idea. Okay. And that's my point. And I'm, mm-hmm. you'll be very clear. I then said, do you guys know that the Fed's not really a government agency? That it's really just kind of like a private banking cartel? Did, do you guys know that? It's a private bank. No, it isn't. No, none of them knew or believed me. I said, you've got your phones. Google it now. Yeah. Quiet, quiet. All of a sudden. <gasps> what? <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. They didn't know. Then I said... You know, it just makes money, right? Just decides to make money, just makes it. No, it is, no, it doesn't. You got your phones, Google it. They Googled it. So I want you to understand something. This is the largest city in the country. This is people who are adults, 30 to 60, who vote. They are educated and credentialed, and not one of them knew. This is my problem. I need people to understand what this is about. When they get it, that's when they turn. How do I know that? I saw it in New York. I saw the tens of thousands of people that I turned to vote Libertarian and who got it. So the tens of people who came on my Facebook page, who watched my videos, who meet me in the street and go, oh my God, Larry, now I get it. They didn't get it. My part of our movement, and our movement's vast, and lots of people should be doing lots of things. I'm a big fan of everybody doing what they do best. What I'm good at is recruiting. That's what I do. That's my part of this movement is I get the normies to go, huh, libertarian, huh, that's my job. Now, others then hopefully pick them up and then train them to be libertarians, I hope. But that's not my job. My job is recruiting. I bring them us uh, to us. And why do I do that? Because I don't want to accept that the window is closed. Hmm. And maybe I'm fooling myself. It's possible, but I don't want to believe it. So so I'm on. so I'm gonna keep trying to get the window open.
0: Who who were these these adults that that you were you were? uh, What's your uh, what's your plug? They your, were workers for no, New York t- plug, City plug, your, plug your uh uh your business. Neo, it's neo. It is the Neo Sage. Neo Sage Consulting. That's what it is. Right. Yes. Um. So they were like, what line of work were they in?
1: I, I don't feel comfortable saying because I'm giving away who I was working for and such. But I, let me just tell you, they were, they were working for the city. They were city employees at a city agency.
0: Okay. See, that baffles me then that they didn't yes. know any. Anything.
1: That's why I tell the story. It's insane.
0: So, the, I mean, these are people who don't understand that, like, you know, the, the government is, like, actually indebted to the, the Fed. That's correct. That they, that's not something that they... I get. I mean, maybe. A, I guess I thought that was a little bit more of a general piece of knowledge. Maybe most Libertarians
1: maybe- think that, and I'm telling you, no, hmm. it is not true. Most Americans don't know what the Fed is. I've had people tell me to my face when I say, "You know, our central bank is hurting us." We don't have a central bank, Larry, right to my face, like I'm crazy. Branches of the Fed. But my point is, the average American has no idea. Just doesn't know. Yeah. No idea. The average American doesn't want to hurt anybody. The average American wants to just do what they want to do, and they think the only answer is following the talking head. When they told me but something last they, night when I watched TV.
0: But when what, what 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 do they what do they think when they hear about inflation? Like what is coming to these people's heads then? when They, they blame hear whoever it, the president is. Period. That's it. But they don't think of what's causing it. They no, just think of that course the president not.
1: President is causing it. Or the governor? Yes. Have you noticed that people in America don't listen to anybody except executives? Yeah. You can have Congress people talking, senators talking, we ignore them. Have the president, governor, or mayor say something, we listen. We listen to our talking head. This is the, the idea of the, the, the kind of hero worship I was talking about, right? We listen to our talking head. The talking head tells us uh, libertarians bad. I guess libertarians are bad. Why? I don't know. My talking head told me that. Mm-hmm. That's what most Americans are doing right now. I'm, I'm hoping that they change their minds and think, oh, use me as their talking head. Just listen to me. It's fine, I'm right to listen to me. But anyway, my point is, I think that's what's happening and, and that's my, my issue. I think, and again, I, I recognize that I'm only one part of the movement, but my part that I'm good at is bringing Normies aboard. So that's what I'm trying to focus on. I hope everyone else does all the things that matter to include preparing for when the country's ready to be more libertarian. That's one thing I'm not doing very well.
0: So let me ask you something. What? So I, I want to go back to this, the idea of the, of a state currency, sure. whether it's paper or on the blockchain, whatever it may be. Sure. What? You know, because uh, another entity that is going to come down hard, I would foresee, is the IRS. Yep. And and their goal would probably be to just flat out discourage anybody, make it not beneficial for them to even use the currency. Um, Correct. So what would be the way around the IRS just coming down hard with the anvil
1: on the people who are who are going to utilize this state currency? Yeah, two things. One, you you simply create three, three types of rules within the state. Right. You can pick one of three things you can be. If you want to become more than one, you have to create more entities to become that you can either be a retailer. Which means you will take cryptocurrency in the retail market for people to purchase your goods and goods and services. Option number one. If you do that, if it's if it's if there's sales tax involved or income tax involved, which there always is, all you do is at the end of every month or every quarter, depending upon when you want to do it, you can decide which which is best for you. But you have to, you have to decide that also in advance, monthly or quarterly, whatever makes sense for you and your accountant. You then take whatever cryptocurrency you took, as long as it is traded on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. That's the rule that I use now. I'm prepared to open change that rule. But if that currency cryptocurrency traded on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, you take the last 30 days average, transfer that into dollars, that's your dollar value. You pay taxes on that dollar value. Done as a retailer. That's how it works. You decide upfront either every month or every quarter, last 30 day rolling average from when you file, whatever dollar value that is, you pay your taxes based upon that dollar value. 30 day rolling average, done deal. that they can't fight that. That is a valid way of doing things. You still get your tax money. Let me do whatever I want to do. Now, that's if you want to be a retailer. If you want to be an investor, that's fine too. You want to be an investor? All good. That's like, I treat that the same way as you would say trading comic books or baseball cards or Pokemon, whatever the cool thing of the day is now. I don't know if the cool kids are trading, whatever they're trading, right? They don't have to pay STDs. any tax on that. Well, not that. Um, <laughs> tax uh, that, the IRS. They, they don't have to pay any tax on that until they sell it, right? So if I have a bunch of baseball cards, I don't pay tax on my baseball card collection no matter how much the value is until I sell it. Then I pay taxes. Same thing. If you wanna trade, trade your cryptocurrency all day long. Uh, when you transfer into dollars, if you ever do, you pay taxes on that if you ever transfer into dollars, done. Otherwise, just trade all you want. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you wanna do, you trade, you wanna trade. All good. Last, you can be a bank. If you wanna be a bank, that's fine too you can swap out and, and loan out cryptocurrency all you want same rules you only have to worry about what when you transfer that into dollars if you never transfer in dollars you don't pay taxes fine
0: do you think do you think though that there would be i mean so so a lot of this this is not easy first, my friend of yeah, course gonna, it's of it's, course not but someone's got to push it to me to me it would make it would actually it would make the residents of the state who were using mm-hmm. the state currency, it would protect them more. I feel if it were on a blockchain, if it were cryptocurrency, because I feel like the more uh, similar the currency is to the to the U.S. dollar, yep. the more um, the IRS is going to be able to have control over it because that's what they're familiar with. They're familiar with with um, thieving the yep. the paper currency. Of of this country. So I yeah, feel like. Yeah, but you it, have
1: to worry about something here, my friend. You've got to make sure that it is radical enough to be valuable and different, but familiar enough to be accepted, right? That's the line you've got to walk, which is to be forward. I don't know where that is yet, right? This is still, this is, this policy is still being formed. Well, I depends, don't know where that line is. It
0: depends on when the policy would be implemented because. Correct, that too. I yes. mean, if if you take, I'm 25 years old. You, mm-hmm. you, it, this policy gets implemented 15 years from now which would I would hope it'd become you know I would I hope, hope it's it, 2 years from now. Yes, but say I feel like you could do crypto with no issue whatsoever. Right. I had my mother calling me when Dogecoin was blowing up and she was talking about how her friends were invest- and they're like 50. So yep. it, there is a even within boomers and Gen Xers, yep. they they it's in their heads this crypto Agreed. thing. It's 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 you know, they the the crypto the those people it's, it's in their brains. They know yep. that it's a thing. Now, they might not have any idea what's going on on the blockchain. They don't know what proof Correct. of stake is. They don't know what proof of work is. They have no idea what it is. But they know it is something. And Correct. What, you know whether or not, here's what you have to do first. You have to get the old people to hate it.
1: you got to get the young people to like it. No, no. see, I, here's I, my worry, right? Let me be clear on something. I, I don't want to make it too, if you make it too crazy, what government does is always the same thing. I don't understand it. Hit it with a stick right? Albrecht's in jail for life because of that, right? But People they're they are
0: swinging a different thing here with crypto.
1: It's, it's but not- all I'm saying is whatever I decide to create anything, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. If it's too far to one side, government will simply, without any logic, without any rule of law, they will simply devastate it, crush it, put you in jail, destroy it. We, New York State, we made a bit license for nothing. We just made a bit license because we were scared of it. We just made a bit license. Well, states that? don't have that. What is that? You ha- you can't trade in Bitcoin in New York State unless you have a bit license. Oh. <laughs> yes. We just made it. That's my I mean, point. We just went, I'm scared of Bitcoin. Let's make it to where only the elites can have it. Now, so we just did. The
0: agorists would say, how would they know anyway? Let's just do it. That's what,
1: I mean, it's a- I'll know. tell you how. Let me be very clear. Your neighbor is going to tell on you. They're not going to understand what's going to happen- they're gonna arrest first, ask questions later, and they're not gonna get you anything illegal except that you're gonna lie. And they're gonna get you on perjury and then give you maximum sentence. How do I know that? That's how it works.
0: Now, how do you think that that the federal the, the people in in government and the people in, in the judicial system right now yep. understand the blockchain well enough to be
1: able no. to prove something like that in court? No. That's why I said it's just a lie. They're not gonna get you on anything else. There's no law to get you. What they're gonna say is, "Hey you, Zach, you did this thing," and you're gonna say, "I don't know what you're talking about." Well, we're gonna make a And this I did do here. that thing, by the way. Doesn't matter. So you're that. gonna say I don't know what you're talking about. You're gonna say that. You're not gonna go, "Yes, I did the thing." You're gonna go, "I don't know what you're talking yeah. about." And then they're gonna, what they're gonna do is they're gonna say something like, "Well, um, let me l- let me see, um, did you lie?" They're gonna take all your stuff, look at all your things. He's gonna they're just gonna seize all of your assets. They're gonna take everything, look at it, and find something that looks illegal. They're gonna say you use the internet or a phone, either one, which means now that's wire fraud, which is a a made up crime. And that becomes a federal crime. This is how they actually do it. Then they're gonna say you're now federal. Then they're gonna say, you know what? I think you are a terrorist, in which case they require no proof. And then they're gonna put you in prison forever because you lied, federal, terrorism, whatever. I don't know, I'm scared, your life is over. That's what actually happens. They did it after 9-11. They did it with all the all the um, the the dark web stuff, they'll do it again. Yeah, I don't want so them to do that. Mm-hmm. So I would rather not poke the bear because when it comes right now to the bear, the bear wins. And the problem is someone told me this once. They said, Larry, I'm so worried about you know the guys in the white van coming out and then people with with you know the white shirts come in and grab me saying, You're sick. I'm taking you away forever. I said, I'm not worried about those people. He said, Why? I said, what I'm worried about is your neighbor who called them and your other neighbor who'll do nothing when they grab you. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. If those people, which is the ones I'm trying to reach, if they get it and go, no, I'm not calling on you. And no, you can't take him. When that happens, we're good. I need the people, right? I'm, I'm looking at, look at what happened with the COVID lockdowns in so many states that are still happening in New York state. And people aren't fighting back. Yeah, there's some who are mad, there are. But if you do polling, most New Yorkers are okay with it. Most Californians are okay with it. Those two states together, how many people is that? 50 million people, 60 million people? Who are fine with it. That's the problem. I'm not mad at government for expanding. That's what government does. It's like being mad at a dog for barking. You know, don't buy a dog, then will train your dog, right? So my point is, if you don't have a government, i train your government because your government's going to expand. And I've got to get the people to say enough. And right now they're not. Libertarians are yelling enough, but we've been yelling enough for 50 years. I need the average person to yell enough. That's do what I'm trying you to
0: do. You. Do you think specifically within the with the New York uh, citizens and, and California, this this complete and utter, uh, uh, you know, Mute response to mm-hmm. tyrannical policies being enforced on them. I mean, is that because the overwhelming majority of those people uh, in those states are supporters of the party in which yes. the the people are are enforcing the the mandate? Yes. Or and I and I thought this too. Is it just truly would it wouldn't matter? It's just that Americans have. Uh, we live such a comfortable and convenient life that we're terrified to get rid of any type of comfort, comfort or convenience in our life and that we're willing to see specific sovereignties and freedoms in our life dissolve if we don't have to give up comfort and convenience which one which one do you think is is more I think driving? it's the first. You think, it's, I think the, it's the first more than anything.
1: It's just the part because people are giving up comfort and convenience. And they and they basically make themselves martyrs for the cause. They make themselves well, martyrs for the cause.
0: Comfort, I mean, comfort in in it, how I would describe it is going home and watching TV and eating, you know, Doritos. That's comfort in America. Now, comfort, Now, obviously, people would say putting a needle in my arm when I don't think it's okay is uncomfortable to me. Obviously, other people would say, what's the big deal? Just do it. You know, there's, you know, the perception of comfort varies from person to person, but uh, and, and it varies from political party to political party as well. But I, I, I'm saying is, I, like, here's my point. I make it all the time. You're never going to see a, a massive rebellion against any type of tyrannical measures in America until an, more than 50% of America perceives their own life day to day as uncomfortable.
1: I, d- I disagree completely. Why so? You the, the only way you, history has shown us this. Two things must exist, not one. So I'm gonna do an and on you again. Okay, That has to happen and we have to see hope. When people don't see hope, they just stay in the pain and don't move, it's called learned helplessness. They just stay there and go, I wish there was a better king. If only my president would win, then we'd be okay. They become helpless. And the government has done a very good job, particularly in America, but other countries too, in making us feel like, sit back, be quiet, and wait for government to fix things. And we've been trained to just sit back, relax, and wait for government to fix things. So one time someone said, Larry, you know, why do we need ambulances? You know, why do we need this stuff, who cares? If you see somebody on the street, you'll help them, right? And I was like, I don't know if I would. I've been trained since I was a child that the answer is call 911. The answer isn't, and I'm in my 50s. So for 50 years, I've been told, don't help the person you might hurt them, call 911. So now, when someone's hurt, do I know if I would instinctually help them or not? I might not. I might call 911 and stare at them. That's what I might do. I don't know. I think many Americans have been felt, taught the same thing, and we have now break our habits into changing how we think about supporting our neighbor or supporting our community. It's very difficult. We see it with, with the COVID lockdowns. There were a lot of communities who literally no longer have the institutional knowledge to support themselves. They've been relying on government for generations, they don't know how to support themselves anymore. Clearly not every, every group, but there are certain communities that were like, now what? I I don't, I'm just going to sit here and I don't know what to do. We lost like 4 million school kids during the first um uh, uh, lockdowns because communities didn't know how to teach their kids. They didn't know how to react. They just sat there and said, I guess you're staying home kid. They didn't know what to do. So what I'm saying to you is that has to happen. And they have to see hope. The problem is we've spent so much time with government solving all of our problems. And every time government steps in, community walks away. Right? Whenever you add government, you lose community. So whenever you do this, now the communities don't get it. So they're just sitting there waiting for government to fix things. And government doesn't ever fix anything. So they just, things just stay bad. We have to get people to realize, you know what, we can fix this. this. I don't have to have a government plan to fix this. And you do that by working on early adopters. Everything I talk about, every plan I talk about, relies on one thing that always happens. Some early adopters will jump on board. And when the early adopters jump on board, others will see that, oh, wait a minute, that could work. There's some hope. There's another way of fixing the problem. And then they'll start doing it. What the average American wants is their problem solved. They don't care if it's government or their friend or their cousin. They want it problem solved. And because we've been relying on government for so long, their images if no government, zombie apocalypse, right? It's an old Bastiat saying. I'm going to misquote him, but it's something like this. People always get confused. They think if I don't want government to do something, then I don't want it to be done. And that's not true. I want our children to be educated. Does it mean I want them all going to government schools? Of course not. But if I say, let's change schooling, people go, oh, you want our kids to be dumb. That's not what I'm saying. But the average American has trouble getting that.
0: So how do you shift then yep. the the perception of uh, of the the scales of reliance in Americans lives because yep. just to be clear uh, you can see it over over decades we've become so ridiculously reliant not only on the government but just you know you know big food chains nobody yep. really knows how to if if the if you know we saw it during the COVID-19 crisis everybody's like shit shelves are empty that means no food. Yes. Actually, what should You're happen right. is shelves are empty. You go ah shit. I got a garden again. That's probably yes. what should happen. But the, the overwhelming majority of Americans do not have the skills. My grandfather has a garden. I don't think he gardens mm-hmm. anymore. But um, you know he used to grow all types of shit. And by mm-hmm. the way, he was not in the in the minority. A lot of people in his age group, women and yep. men, knew how to just plant a garden. And yes. they knew, and they knew how to kind of like, they knew tricks about like, you got to do this for the peppers and you got to do it. You could come to me and I would know the very basics of, of doing it, but you're going to get some, you're going to get some very small carrots, <laughs> right, right? The right, rhubarb's right. not going to be great. <laughs> right, so it's, right. I mean, it's like these skills, these skills of self-reliance and just very basic, they're very yep. basic, very, um almost kind of caveman ish, like taking care of yourself, self-reliant skills have the dissolved mindset. over the decades. So how do you bring that type yep. of mentality back in a world that is so and it's not just America, it's 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 countries across the world. Agree.
1: Um the, look the, the thing that makes me different from anybody else that I can remember running for office libertarian is I don't just talk rhetoric. Every time you ask me a question I give you an actual policy i gave you one already i'll give you one more i'll give you two that fix this or that work on this i'll give you two the first one is the idea it's very specific child gardens versus child care right now in new york state you have to go to licensed child care or you're in trouble right you get fine fees all kind of stuff so i opened the idea of a, of a, of a idea of a child garden you can still keep child care if you want it licensed and everything you can still keep that but now in addition i'm gonna allow what's called a child garden the child garden is this if you go to the park and if you have a kid, I don't know if you have a kid, for the sake of argument, you have a kid. You take your kid to the, to the park. And I say, do me a favor, Zach, take my kid to the park with you. You go, sure, and you go. You don't require any kind of agreement, no license. You agree to take my kid to the park. You take my kid to the park. I say, here's five bucks. Buy some ice cream. Would you? You go, yeah, no problem. I got you covered. You do it. Life is good. Now we we'll replace you now with any nonprofit. Local church, VFW, Knights of Columbus, insert, you know, even Chamber of Commerce. I don't care. Any nonprofit. Allowing any nonprofit that now, if they want to, to create a child garden. Now, what's the agreement? The agreement is whatever you agree upon. And when I get pushback, is but Larry, they won't have background checks. Then don't drop your kid off there or ask them to do background checks. But what happens is now communities begin to, some will, you know what? Local churches used to be childcare, but they got regulated out of the business. So now I give the option of going there and, and the church and the, and the local church, you know, leader might say, you know what your uh, fee is? Bingo is Thursday night. You're calling the numbers. I expect you to be here and Sunday too. That might be how much he charges you, which is fine. You make that agreement. So that's one actual policy that does what I always do, which is I don't just knock down government. Two reasons why I don't. Number one, the New Yorkers cannot, that is traumatic for them. They can't even imagine such a thing. But two, Government's always two things. It's a monopoly and a jobs program. So when you knock down government, there's nothing there. So the black market's there. And because of the way government works now, black market equals violence. It shouldn't, but it does. That's the reality, it equals violence. I don't wanna encourage violence. So instead I keep the government there, but I create a viable community alternative. So that one of two things happens. One, government actually gets better, probably not, or it goes away but now the community supports itself. People do need help. I just don't want government doing it. I want the community and the market to do it to provide the help that communities need. I have to support that by allowing them, the government monopolies have stopped this from happening. So that's option one, that's specific. Now a more broader one. Imagine if you're paying your taxes every year, you're paying your X thousand dollars to in New York state, Albany, or to whatever your capital is, and you have an option. You can take 250 bucks of that money and not send it to Albany, where you're gonna pay it set out anyway, but instead give it to any nonprofit in your state. If you go to the county level, it's doubled, 500 bucks. Encouraging localization, encouraging putting it into a a local nonprofit. They might say, well Larry, it's 500 bucks, who cares? You're right when it's one person. What happens when it's a thousand people? 10,000 people, that's a lot of money now. So now your community can say, you know what? What doesn't work well for us? Whatever, potholes or childcare or healthcare facility or taking care of the homeless or whatever your community decides is important. You can now create a nonprofit and have the people then support that. Now the government already does something for that that problem. It's clearly bad, otherwise you wouldn't want a nonprofit. So that government monopoly is doing it and getting funded. So now instead that nonprofit now gets funded. This government option must get better or it goes away and the community now supports it. So you also do something else. If that guy or gal who's a nonprofit is bad, you don't give them the money next time because they're bad. You it to somebody else or you just fall back to government. The, the government uh, you know, safety net's still there. The, the terribly bad safety net exists to keep people from losing their minds. But now it also it trains the community. Wait a minute. So if it doesn't work, don't give it more money, which is what government does. Instead, give it less money. Huh. You begin to change the culture of the communities. To punish bad behavior versus rewarding bad behavior, which is what government does, and this, of course, is a long-term solution. But yeah. the only way we fix this is with long-term cultural solutions.
0: Do you think the the shift to, like, uh, the localization of decision making would would mm-hmm. sit well, especially like in a, in a in a state like New York, like a city like
1: New York? Is that no. something that no, yeah, it will be. It'll be early adopters in upstate more er, more uh, suburban rural areas. Yeah. That it would, this when all my policies. Most of the cities will not adapt any of them. Most will not. And that's okay. I, I accept that as true. I know that. But what happens is now, particularly with the COVID lockdowns, it the, the, the silver lining in this terrible storm and dark cloud is that many people realize they don't have to live in cities anymore. Yeah, they can actually make money outside of cities. So many city people are leaving and going to suburbs. And going to rural areas which New has an opportunity to jersey and I,
0: I, yes I, yeah
1: which which now has an opportunity for a renaissance in suburbia and rural areas i hope there's an opportunity let's hope we take it so now when those policies get, get 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 adopted in those areas they will eventually make their way to cities that will happen eventually but the goal is once i begin to create an idea of localization eventually that localization at one point comes down to the individual right So we begin to, as I keep saying, I want to turn it around to face the right direction. And then we just keep marching. Let's just keep, we'll get there, just keep marching. Right now we're going in the opposite direction. Turn us around, face freedom, and let's start marching. Now, can I get us there? Probably not, just being forward, I probably can't. Someone asked me years ago, they were like, Larry, you know, you're out there doing this. Who's who's your movie archetype? Who are you? I said, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. I'm the guy who fights the big guy, dies, but now I'm more powerful in my in my defeat, and now the rebels win. I'm gonna, I'm Morpheus from the uh, from the Ma- Matrix. I'm not Neo. I'm Morpheus, right? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get other people to be great, and move forward. I'm hoping to build the uh, to, to, I'm hoping to build the team so that Neo pops up for my Matrix reference, or Luke Skywalker for my Star Wars reference pops up and and makes things better. That's that's my hope.
0: So how? Let me let me ask you something. I, I have found that. My generation and below, I'm kind of on that, the, the millennial Gen Z line, um, people around my age and people younger than me are absolutely, and I'm going to, I'm speaking in general terms here. And this is just from my experience. Um, I, they're terrified of responsibility, truly. Mm -hmm. And again that's partially because they're terrified of being pushed outside of their comfort zone cuz comfortability is a plague in american society. I well, know your generation has the
1: phrase adulting that didn't exist when i was right, a kid. Right right yeah yes. being
0: you know being a living breathing member of society is basically the long that's the actual definition of that. But you know a lot of the things that you're talking about they they are you know ideal that's the that's yep. the, the way forward truly but that is uh when you tell somebody who isn't necessarily already a libertarian, who hasn't read the Anatomy of the State yet, they see Jesus. That that's a lot of shit to do. That's a lot of responsibility. And if but it's I, voluntary.
1: That's right, the point. But, it's but voluntary. It's you can also,
0: still... It's so. But that's what I mean. It's voluntary. So they might volunteer out of it. And if they you will. can't get enough volu- people, especially in my in in my generation, I think my generation is probably the 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 one that we have to focus on the most because we're the up and comers.
1: If, the, if too many yep. people volunteer out of it, then, you know. Let's be clear on two things. Okay. Number one, I'm well aware of that. And I know this will take time and there will be some early adopters because there's always early adopters. But we have to go to the second piece, right? Good ideas should not require force. Yeah. And when your generation or any generation sees it working, and if I'm right, it will work, say I'm wrong. And government is the answer. And libertarian has been wrong forever. Right. Let's say I'm wrong and government really is the answer and libertarianism is all wrong. Maybe that's a I, I double but let's say I'm wrong. It'll fail, they'll be right and we'll be status the rest of our lives, fine. Well, let's say they don't want this. They would rather be status their entire life. If that's what your nation wants, then that's what your nation will be. Who am I to force them? Mm-hmm. I believe in my heart that if I show them the right way and then some early adopters take it and show them that it works, that people will follow. That's what I believe. And if I'm a good libertarian, I should believe that. And it should work. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. What else can I do? I, I can't force people to be free. Some people don't want to be free. The difference is, though, and here's the critical piece. I'm not mad at people for not being free. Lots of people voluntarily give up their rights. I did. I joined the Marine Corps. During the Marine Corps, you give me your rights to movement, give your rights to free speech. I voluntarily gave my rights up so I could join the Marine Corps. People get married, you give up some of your property rights. People, uh, you know, join cults, they give up their money, right? People, people check themselves into rehab. That's they give the up way forward joining a cult, truly. Whatever, point. right? Whatever the case may be, people do it. I'm not against that as long as it's voluntary and I can change my mind and get out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if more people see that, and that's the other hope, right? With what I call libertarian socialism, if you want to create a commune, good on you, man. Create one as long as you're not forcing me to be involved. Now, if I'm wrong and communes are awesome, then everyone will start joining communes because they're awesome, and we're all wrong and communes are the way to go. Or they'll keep failing, and people will start coming back to us again. But as long as it's voluntary, I'm fine with that. That's so how, the issue.
0: Let me ask you something: How much? How much of a constituency would would uh, libertarians? Have to acquire how many people, what percentage of people in this country would have to embrace the idea of volunteerism and uh you know, peaceful counter economics or whatever it is that, yep. that how much support would the movement need to start to gain momentum to where yep. we could even show an example of this working on a broad
1: scale? Hundred percent. Um what we need to get is some executives winning. Mayors, governor, president, any of those three. Obviously, I'd love the presidency, but I'm being realistic, right? But one of those three, right? Something where an executive wins. That doesn't really happen usually until others win, right? So my hope in us getting a national presence is that by 2024, we win at least one electoral vote as a Libertarian Party. There's some gold on the map. If there's gold on the map in 2024, then people will see us as viable, If they see us as viable, we can win some actual seats or seat at the federal level in 2026. I would take one, just say they have winning one. Americans have to see us winning something before they'll even give us a chance at doing anything. They got to start seeing us win. So I'm hoping that that will happen. Now, that's at the federal level. At the state level, depends on the state. In New York state, all I need in my state senate is two. Two state senators being libertarian. Why? Swing vote. All I require is the swing vote. Libertarians don't need 51%. We need enough to become the swing vote in certain states. Right now in our Congress federal, imagine if there were three libertarian um, senators. We'd run the country. Right? Joe Manchin runs the country right now. Yeah. Right? Imagine if we had three libertarians, two libertarians. We'd run the country right now. We'd be the swing vote. So I think that's open enough to get impact at a state and then eventually, whether that's five or 10 years now, whatever that number is, at the national level. But we have to keep, We, have, in my view, the Libertarian Party, which is only, a, again, Libertarian Party isn't liberty liberty movement. People often confuse those two. And some people believe There's the infighting. same. Yes, I don't believe they're the same thing. I believe there are two separate, not separate, I'm sorry. The movement is the overall uh, piece, and the party is an arm or a piece of the movement right? The party can't survive without the movement. The movement can't survive without the party, but the party helps the movement. So that's how I see it. Others will disagree with me. So when it comes to the party aspect of it, the party aspect is we should be focusing on several small races, several specific races that have the best chance of having impact. Impact means going on the right TV shows, saying the right things, my message, getting it out to people who are not libertarians, Um, Maybe even winning something, changing a law, fighting attacks, something like that, right? That kind of thing. Focus on those races so that we can get people to care and win at the local level so that now that we can then win at the next level. And we are doing that, right? Libertarian Party is better than it's ever been, believe it or not. And one of the reasons, one of the ways I know that is people aren't leaving after they lose. If you go back to 2012, 2010, 2008, most people would run, lose, never see them again. Now they run, lose, and they stay. That shows that we have some staying power we haven't had in the past. doesn't mean we're winning and all of a sudden we're going to be taking over the world. I'm not saying that. But I am saying we're stronger than we've ever been and we're moving better than we've ever moved. And I'm hoping that because of how divided we are and when people are sick of the two-party system, that enough people will take us on politically to then begin to change some policies and policies get people thinking. If we're going think in the right direction. I hope we turn the, the, the country around. And if we don't, We fail, we don't turn the country around. I will take it that people at least be apathetic against us. I don't want them using us as the scapegoats, as the reason why we're the bad guys. So if that happens, then they come after us. Then we all go to prison, then they execute us, they take our property. We become the minority that they want to hurt. I'd rather them just be the, okay, fine guys, go away, go to New Hampshire and do your thing, fine, whatever. I'll accept that, that makes sense. I'll accept that, but I'd rather just get the whole country going more towards liberty.
0: New Hampshire put out a, uh, a, a draft of a bill talking yeah. about secession. Yeah. What do you think about secession? You all right with it? You never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Mm, see, it's not gonna happen. Many, many, and in, many in in the
1: uh, liberty community would disagree. They 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 think it may, and they want it. I know, and they're wrong. It's fine. I don't, they can do what they do want. I don't mind. I'm Not mad at them for it, but they're wrong. Not gonna happen. Guaranteed, not gonna happen. There is no way in the way the current American empire functions, that the president will allow us to secede? No way. Not not currently. And that's my point. If we change enough Americans' minds, then they would. You telling me that, if, let's say New Hampshire, first of all, I don't think New Hampshire's ready for it. But let's say I'm wrong. And New no, Hampshire goes, they're, yes.
0: They're not independent. Like Thank just... you.
1: If New Hampshire's not ready for it, why well, the country's ready for it? Yeah. No way. But let's say I'm wrong. New Hampshire goes, yes, we're out. Guaranteed. I I would bet my house on it. Biden says, "Turn that around now, or I'm bringing troops in. Guaranteed, he will simply use violence and put them right back into play. Done today. I hope later. My hope is we have a we have a world where people don't want to secede because there's no heavy-handed of government doing anything will make you want to secede. Right? That's 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 my utopia. Why go through the violence and the and the war of secession if you just have a better environment where nobody wants to secede?" because nobody's, there's no boot on your neck and you don't care if you live in New Hampshire or Vermont or you're part of America, it's fine. That's not how it is now, but that's what I'd like us to move towards. If I, my, my utopian world isn't a world where nobody has anything or no one has any government or no one has anything. My utopian world is a voluntary society where people are happily making groups all the time because they want to, no one's mad. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my my leprechauns and unicorns.
0: Let me ask you something because this uh, this piqued my interest a few days ago. You know there, you know Biden had a, had a meeting with uh, Putin and you know American media is or was they a little they died down a little bit. They were all wound up about what was going to happen with the Ukraine and and, and Russia and uh, you know of course, time there's there, there might be even the slightest bit of conflict, Somewhere else. America's got to be there and got to regulate the situation. Um, And so I was, you know, because I was thinking about it because I don't think that, you know, I wouldn't call Putin a a the ideal leader. Right. I would not call him somebody who would I would want to, to I wouldn't want to live in Russia. Why do I care? well i mean i want your opinion i want your opinion larry i don't care you don't care even the slightest about the regulation of of you don't care about foreign policy or foreign
1: intervention at all i do but not when i'm running for governor sure what do, what do, what do i care what do i if, if if putin doesn't invade ukraine or does invade ukraine how's that going to get my kids it's, educated it's not even how's that, that going to get it's about how's taking that gonna have our money? Change.
0: it's about reallocating our money from our wallets to the American military industrial complex is spending uh, spending it on And that's my that is point. That's
1: why I wouldn't be involved. Why would I want to spend money on why would I want to spend money on on Ukraine either way? Why right. would I want to send troops or money or in why? So that's why your opinion. That? Then
0: then that's your opinion. You don't want to have any type of involvement with it. You're anti foreign intervention in of course. that area. Okay. Okay. Of, of, I, of,
1: that's, of, what, that's what I wanted and, to know there. Because the other problem is, right? Let's say I cared. I mean, I don't. But let's say I did. Okay. Why would I think that bombing or troops or whatever is going to be an answer? When has that worked? Mm. Like, has it worked? In a- America hasn't won a war in 75 years. I know. We're so bad. so <sighs> when has that worked? Oh, God. Right? Yeah. And yeah. the last time we won a war, we had to nuke somebody. I yeah. don't know we want to do that. I don't want to go that route. I'm yeah. I'm okay not, not doing and that.
0: And we didn't we didn't even really win that. The Russians won World War II, kinda. I mean, we I mean we did a we aided in the victory, but we didn't really do the heavy lifting, truly. I mean the Russians in were Europe. the ones who in, in, Europe, Asia, in we, Europe. In Asia we did a lot of heavy lifting. In Asia we did a couple of heavy lifters. We yes. had a couple of heavy things yes. <laughs> that we yeah. lifted into the air yes. and then dropped. Absolutely. Home. Yeah. Um, but I was I was just asking because it it is I mean, I, you know, it's that's obviously a much more uh, federal
1: level. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, but my point uh, is, it's a distraction. It's distraction. Sure. It's we got to worry about these guys over there so we don't worry about what's happening here in our own country. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. It's distraction.
0: What do you think that's about? Let me ask you something. You're you're uh, uh, you're a New Yorker. I'm in New Jersey. And recently, we had a very tight race between Phil Murphy and yep. Jack Cittarelli, which is actually kind of insane when you figure how, for the majority of it, certainly during federal elections, uh, New Jersey's very blue. Yep. Um, and the fact that we, and they're getting more and more blue, it's seemingly. Um, the fact that the the governor's race was so ridiculously close. Yep. It shouldn't be a thing. Of, uh, it should not be discouraging to, to Republicans. Um, it should be a really big red flag for, for Democrats.
1: When you, you, the, you're, you're missing an important point, which is how Democrats reacted to it, which is the right way for them to react. The difference it. between, it was both Virginia and New Jersey, yeah, which shocked. Mm-hmm. Well, the two common denominators, Republicans who were not pro-Trump, Right. That's what it was. The one thing that unites Democrats more than anything is orange man bad. Yeah. That unites the left like there's no tomorrow. This is why Larry Elder got his butt kicked. Because the second Larry Elder came out and they said you're a Trumpster. I'm not saying I am he he they made him a Trumpster. Mm -hmm. And when they think that Trump's coming, all the left comes out in droves and votes. Because man, do they hate orange man bad. They will vote against anything that is Trump and it will all come out. The reason why the, uh, the Republicans did well in Jersey and in Virginia is because they weren't talking about Trump. When Trump shows up, Democrats vote in droves. All Democrats come out. I see it in New York City. I see it in New York City. If, if they think Trump's on the ballot, out the, the Democrats come. Democrats rush out as hard as they can. They get their cousin, their brother. Everybody's voting. They can't wait. That's Trump why I lo- think
0: that uh, the Republicans would be stupid to to run DeSantis, because he's he's basically Trump. And if you're going to do Trump, just do Trump. Correct. I agree. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. I, you're I mean, right. so let me ask you something. We're coming. To, we're 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 going into the midterms here, and that's we're we're talking about a, a lot of state level, county level elections. Um, which Well, we've been but talk- you, I
1: want to bring your point, though, right? Oh yeah. Okay. If you if you're if you're gonna run Trump, then you're right. Run Trump because the one advantage that Trump has, as I mentioned, easy to hate, but also easy to love. Mm-hmm. That big personality gives people both of those things of easy to hate and easy to love. So while lots of Democrats will come out to vote against him, lots of Republicans will come out to vote for him. Right. So if you're gonna run Trump, I agree. Just run Trump. You don't want to run a Trump-like person. That's the death nail. Because then they're only going to get the hatred and they're not going to get the love. Yeah. Right? So you either run Trump or don't run Trump. That, to me, makes the most sense. A Trump-like person, uh, forget it, you're going to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then you're going to get people
0: like my mother who have Trump derangement syndrome. Correct. Just just streamlining themselves
1: to the ballot box. 100%. I know lots of people to this day still have Trump derangements. 100% yes. So either run him because if you run him, you get the people who love him to rush out Yeah, or don't run him. If you run a Trump light, it's over. Yeah. It's a loss. So about the midterm, see,
0: I want, I want your projections. See, a lot of people are thinking these things, it's, it's going to swing red um, just because of a, you know, very low uh, approval ratings of the Biden administration and, Everything
1: you know, hangs on this January sixth stuff you were just talking about. Everything hangs on that. How? We, um, so how, how? Okay. So tell
0: tell me one thing. Yep. What, what do you see the left? How do you see them employing it to to help yep. them throughout, like sustain that level yep. of like anger to
1: Trump all the way through the through. My uh, my attorney general mm-hmm. has decided to not run for governor, even though she's a shoe in to win. She she backed out. Why? To focus Trump. on yeah. Trump. Correct. correct just james decided that going to focus on trump their, their democratic goal and it's not a bad goal like i'm not a democrat but i'm i can just respect the game is all i'm saying right yeah they don't have any ideas right they can't use their far left ideas because they're all corporatists so they just keep the left believing they're going to help them they're not they're yeah. corporatists so they they keep the left's believing in them because republicans are the republicans are honest about hitting the left Right? They just say, we hate the left, we hate socialism. The corporatist Democrats go, no, no, we love you guys, but we'll give you nothing. But we love yeah. you. They just, they lie to them. Mm-hmm. So, so, But but because Republicans are so open about how much they hate the left, the, the left stays with Democrats, even though they're not being helped by them either. They stay there because there's no place else to go. So their goal is to use Tish James and the 9-11, and not, and it's a 9/11 look at me, and the, and the January 6th Commission to take the time. I wish they
0: investigated 9 11 as thoroughly
1: as they've been doing this January 6th thing. January 6th is times, times a thousand. So anyway, yeah, you're right. But you're yes. Right. But, um, so they'll do that to hope to get a bunch of people saying stuff on the record mm. that they can use in commercial after commercial after commercial to let you know that if you let the Republicans win in 2022, there will be an a, a, a insurrection in 2024. Right. That is their goal. Now, the threat will to it democracy I, as we correct. know it,
0: yes. That's so a-
1: I don't know if it will work, but it's actually not a bad plan because fear tends to work. So I don't know if it'll work. But my mm-hmm. point is, if that happens and those commercials come out, that if the Republicans win, it's the end of our democracy. If that comes out, that's the equivalent of saying Trump is running in 2024. You're voting on Trump. They're going to put Trump on the ballot in 2022. If the Democrats yeah. are effective in putting Trump on the ballot in 2022, if they are, Republicans aren't going to do that great. They might still win, but it's not going to be a landslide. If the Democratic plan fails, Republicans are going to sweep so badly it's going to be embarrassing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's their plan. They're rolling the dice on that. And again, it's a good dice roll because statistically, Democrats are going to get their butt kicked this November. Yeah. So you got to roll the dice or mm-hmm. you're going to get your butt kicked. So I think it's actually a good gamble if it pays off. What an upset. Oh, my God. Imagine if the yeah. Democrats actually get the House and the Senate.
0: That'd be Oh, same. my God. Yeah.
1: So yeah, in my view, fair. if I was a Democrat, it's a good gamble. Roll the dice. If you lose, you're going to lose anyway. Mm-hmm. But, if you're, but if your gamble pays off, awesome. And you don't have to have any policies. You don't have to do anything. You mm-hmm. just have to yell, Trump, ba- Trump bad. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. If I'm a Democrat, I'm like, that's a good deal.
0: You think, yeah, and I, I mean, I probably know the answer, but... Do you think that that tactic will will be effective in New York?
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent.
0: I, I see it being quite effective here in New Jersey, especially yes. where like particularly I'm in North Jersey,
1: so it's very very blue in North. Yeah, Jersey. but but New York is going to go for the Democrat no matter what. Doesn't matter, yeah. right? It's effective in New York, and who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Does it work in Wisconsin? Does it work in Michigan? Does it work in Pennsylvania? Ohio, That's what man. to worry about. Ohio, does it work yeah. there? Yeah. Who cares? New York is going blue, no matter what happens. It doesn't matter. You know what?
0: Also, is a state to just, just pay attention to very. You don't have to f- put all your focus. You don't have to tunnel vision toward it. But keep your eye on Texas. Yeah, because you know recent, like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz uh, actually was. Uh, I don't know. He was talking. He was on the Senate floor, and he was talking about how, you know, the January sixth was a horrible you know he he kind of embraced that thing. So do you see the, the the right is the right strategy to now soften and and try to like massage the language and distance themselves from that? And if so, how effective will will that be because nobody on the left is going to buy Ted Cruz's Ted Cruz's uh, uh bullshit about that anyway. Yeah. I mean, to me, it would make more sense for the left to go. Trump is horrible and they're all racist and the right to go. You don't know what you're talking about, the Democrats, and just stake in the ground. Both of them, like as far as just straight political strategy, it's horrible for the American people, by the way. But as far as straight yeah. political strategy, it makes sense for me, in my mind, for the Republicans to go. You don't know what you're talking about enough instead of trying to soften
1: or, or compromise. What, what they're seeing, the Republican Party seeing right now is the problem with the left, right? The the left looked like they were united against Trump. And in theory they were, uh, they did hate Trump, but they weren't united. Like each of them has different oh, ways of thinking, they're, right? They're fractured, bad. Correct, but but they had one common enemy and they all got together. Right Now the problem is the far left or the woke left, I call it the woke left, the woke left thought, oh, you voted for us and AOC won, so now you all wanna be woke, great, let's be woke. And a lot of Democrats are like no 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 we just hated Trump we don't like yeah. your woke stuff either yeah. we just hate Trump and now that he's gone Pelosi's still the Speaker of the House let's calm down yeah yeah we're still good we don't need this woke stuff we just want to get rid of Trump because we hated him we just, just we don't want woke either and so the the right is seeing that and going whoa we don't want our far right to destroy us yeah so you're finding a lot of them like you saw Trump talk about vaccines. You are seeing the right now saying, we don't want to make the same mistake the Democrats have made. Because if you go back to rhetoric, Democratic rhetoric in 2018, 19, was all about rainbows and and butterflies. And it was amazing. We're all going to be hugging and screaming kumbaya together. It's going to be great. Then yeah. they got in power Healing. and they said-
0: Healing, it was. Yes.
1: It was. Then they got in power and they're like, do as we say or you're gone. Mm-hmm. That rhetoric changed. Now people are going, what happened to the butterflies? Someone I heard it's gonna be rainbows. I don't see one rainbow. There's no butterflies anywhere. Republicans are trying to not be that. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I understand it. I get why they're trying to do that. They wanna they don't wanna be the seen as the uh, as the fringe right. Because again, the point is either run Trump or don't run Trump. Yeah. Right? You don't wanna run, run a Trump like person if you're a Republican. If you're a Democrat, run anyone who who screamed that Trump is bad. When the the Democrats loved when Biden was angry Biden. When Be- when Biden was like, I'm gonna take Trump out back and punch him. Remember he was saying stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, Democrats ate that up. They're like, give me more. Oh, keep telling us. So the Democrats would have to run somebody who's gonna say that kind of stuff, whoever that person is.
0: Well, right? and that's it, it it's it's smart too, because not a lot of people can brawl like Trump verbally. Like if you back Trump into a corner, guess what? You're going to lose. That's where he lives. That back and forth, just bullshit and just talking shit. That's where he lives. Not a lot of Republican representatives are going to be able to work with that. They don't know how to handle that type of verbal conflict like Trump does. And so it's like, employing that method getting a little bit more aggressive with your rhetoric on the left it, it may pay off Yes. i don't I'm know telling how much i tell you a guy who could
1: beat trump who is is or could fight trump is a guy who would never get run but a guy like anthony weiner that democrat yeah yeah anthony is is a jerk he's just a yell, he'll just yeah. yell he'll just yell right back at you that guy's a bad guy he'll you know, yell right back at
0: you you know who could have hung with trump in in that in that sense old biden like yes, 1980s, Biden, yes, old true. Biden was yes. kind of salty. He was fucking yes. ready to go. It's true. You're right. It's crazy. You right. now he's all docile and he doesn't know where he is, which is, f- hey, you know what? It's probably better that way because Lord knows what he'd be doing if he gave him power and he was, you know, vir- virulent. I mean, or is that, that's viril, virulent? Is that the word, Larry? Help me. I don't know.
1: You tell me. What were we looking for?
0: I think it's virulent. I don't know. There we we're, go. I love it. Listen. I love it. Um, Larry, tell everybody I'm going to, I'm going to end it here. Cause I'm on 11% and my charger is, uh, nowhere to be found.
1: No so worries. My anyone. friend, anyone who wants to see what I'm doing, go to LarrySharp.com, Larry sharp, Facebook, Twitter, all the interweb things. I'm happy to have you aboard. If you want to see what I'm doing, if you like my policies, tell me, if you don't like my policies, tell me, I'm happy to engage. Thank you guys.
0: Larry, can you move to New Jersey and run here? I'll no, vote for you.
1: Yeah, no. yeah I yeah. do not. I do not want to, it's not fair to, to be a carpetbagger. I'm a Why? New Yorker. so who I am. Why? I'm a New Yorker. It's who I am, I know my state. I know my people. Listen, if Eric Adams can live
0: in New Jersey and run in New York, you can live in New York and run in New Jersey. I'm not an
1: Eric Adams fan. Clearly, so there yeah. we go.
0: What did you think? By the way, what do you, I, I was gonna add? It, it, there was Curtis Sliwa, who I think is an eclectic man, and I just enjoy hearing him. Like he's on WABC Radio, and he, yep. you know, he. I like him. Like I think as a person, he'd be really fun to be around. I don't know entirely how how effective his policies would be in New York City, but. Um, with that, just quick, because I have uh, 10%, what did you think? Cause it was kind of a weird mayoral race. The debates were, you know, Curtis yelling and Eric Adams smiling and staring into the camera like a robot. What did you think of that race? Was it was it a, an indicator of where we're going, where we get all these little mini Trumps popping up across the country for the Republicans? And then no, it and then- was,
1: it what, it what it was, is it, it was um, Eric Adams doing a bait and switch. Eric Adams acting like he was not de Blasio. Because New York yeah. City didn't want de Blasio. And then Eric Adams taking over and being de Blasio. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was bait and switch. One of the first things he did was extend the 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 Correct. mandates. He changed yeah. nothing. He changed nothing. Nothing. Yeah. He changed nothing. He's all worried about how things look. He's worried about, you know, virtue signaling. He's 100 percent on board with Hoku. We just did a today they just did a, a a press event together. Um yeah, he he acted like he was not gonna be de Blasio. New York City bought it, and then he's de Blasio. So it's a bait and switch.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, and just to be very clear to the whites of New York, you need not go in for monoclonal antibodies. Because um, that's what she said. Um, listen, thank you for joining me. I know you're a busy man. Thank you for carving out some time. Um, go follow Larry for Christ. Expand your mind. Do it. Do He's it. Right. Okay. Thank you, brother. We're going to do it again. All right. Have a good one. You too.